I'm Emerson Beatty. And I'm Vera Sarstedt. Today, we're going to be talking about black holes. We are really interested in black holes because they're such a mystery. With us today, we have a very special guest, um, Raj Jain, or Dr. Raj Jain, who studied black holes at Yale University. Hi, Vera. Hi, Emerson. Thanks for having me here. Um, yes, I studied black holes as a graduate student in 2000, early 2000s. Um, at Yale University. Uh, I was part of a team uh, which used telescopes and satellites to find, believe it or not, black holes that um, are living in our galaxy. And those are thought to be formed um, at the end as, as the stars are dying. Effectively, a star is like a big thermonuclear furnace and it, it's burning fuel to stay its size. But as it keeps on burning fuel, um, and this takes many, many you know, billions of years or millions of years, uh, the star starts to contract. And depending on how big the star was to begin with, it'll keep on contracting until it can no longer support itself. And when that happens, uh, a huge cataclysmic explosion called a supernova takes place. A supernova, you know, can outshine, I think, the entire galaxy. It is that violent a process. And it basically spits out most of the matter outside of the star. But what's left is thought to be a black hole. Oh, I didn't know it took that long to form. If it's so dense that not even light can escape, how can you then see or find it? Well, that's a very good question. So, um, and, and that's what actually attracted me to studying them because just like you, the question I had was, how can you even find these things, right? They're black, they're in invisible, nothing can escape. So what happens in science is if you can't find something that's invisible, uh, you, you look for it by looking at how it influences things around it. So it's kind of like um, like a Sherlock Holmes detective work. So what we what we did is you first look for these X-ray lights that are very bright and very specific, right? So you have a, uh, a satellite uh, looking for these X-ray signatures. Once you hear or see that blip of X-ray, you now know that there could be something there that's interesting, potentially a black hole. So at that point, it's it's called a black hole candidate. Oh. You you wait until the X-rays quiet down, and then you bring you 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 get some telescope time at a mountain and point the regular optical telescope uh, to these binary objects. And what you then do is you observe uh, the big big star that's going around it, and because it's having a circular or, or like a sine wave motion. Uh, you can you can measure a couple of things. You can measure the period of of um, its orbit, so you can see uh, how you know what the period of, rotational period of the star is around the black hole, and you can also also measure the velocity, how fast it's moving. Once you have these two things, um, and using actually quite simple math, you can determine the lower bound of the mass of that compact object, or what we think is a black hole, but you still don't know yet. And if you do that, and if you can determine that the mass of that object that you can't see directly, but you infer is more than, let's say roughly three times the mass of the sun, or let's say it's five, that means it's too heavy to be any known object in that space um, other than a black hole. So it's kind of like by that kind of um, process of elimination, you find, um, you can conclude that it's a black hole. Oh, so to find it, you have to look for what's around it instead. Yes, and um, there are other ways, um, which you know, like gravitational waves. 
that you can directly look for black holes. And what I described as a, as a much more humble project, you can do it with few people. And also okay. recently there was a picture that was taken of a black hole using a complete different technique. Yeah. So to your point, there's so many different ways to do similar things. Um, but the way I did it was through an indirect way. Okay, so you mentioned some different types of black holes. Um, there are stellar sized, supermassive. There's um, also intermediate and miniature. But what are the differences? Yeah, so there are, you know, there, as you said, there's so many different types um, and they, you can you, you use different techniques to find them. Um, What's funny, what, what's counterintuitive is that the big, you know, supermassive black holes that are thought to live in the center of our galaxies are actually not as dense as those stellar sized black holes. In fact, it could be even less dense than water. It's hard to imagine this, but if you have so much matter, you, you know, it doesn't have to be so compact or so, excuse me, so dense to be a black hole. So that's something counterintuitive about supermassive black holes. And that's the opposite, stellar black holes are extremely dense so it's like the yes opposite because um if you want to make let's say the sun our own sun a black hole you'd have to squeeze the sun so that the radius is roughly three kilometers or a couple of city blocks or if you wanted to make earth a black hole you'd have to squeeze the entire earth to much less than a centimeter like a couple millimeters actually <laughs> so mm -hmm. It's not even possible to really imagine that density, right? But um, so, yeah, for small objects, you have to squeeze them. But for very big black holes, because it's so big, you don't have to pack matter as much. It'll still be enough to make it into a black hole. Wow, there's so much to learn about black holes. Yeah. Well, we don't have any more questions, but we do want to talk about one more thing. But uh, first, thank you, Raj, for, for answering our questions. And thank you for coming. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. The last thing we want to talk about is what would happen if someone fell into a black hole? Because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. Yeah, so, well, obviously no one has ever fallen into a black hole. So we don't know the answer for sure, but scientists have made predictions and I'm sure they're pretty like reliable predictions. So what the scientists say is that if you're going into a black hole and uh, feet first, and once you pass the event horizon, the gravity at your feet will be so much stronger than the gravity at your head that you will be completely stretched out. It's like your limbs would just be torn off into different directions. Yeah. But the thing is, this effect would be less um, intense with a bigger black hole because less dense than a smaller black hole. But still, there are a lot of things flying around that are being pulled into the black hole, so it still wouldn't make that big of a difference. You'd probably die. Anyway. Um, to end on a fun fact, though, um, Albert Einstein, who is one of the most brilliant people in our country, um, he actually rejected the idea of black holes existing. But I mean, scientists can always be proven wrong. We just need and another fun fact. There is a black hole at the center of every galaxy. It, no, it sounds scary, but don't worry because it's the one in the Milky Way is 25,800 light years away. A long, long way. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Bye. Bye.